What's up, podcasters? It's Julie Story. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is the place where I'm keeping it real. I'm talking to you about, gosh, just being a boss babe, hustling, the journey, the stories in between, mom life, wife life, all of it. So get sat down. <laughs> get the tea ready. It's so funny. I use that term now. I'm talking to my daughter who is 12. And at 12, really interesting things are happening at school. Things like he said, she said, tons of just like little kid drama that seems like the biggest deal in the world. And I just sit back in my chair and uh, I think, gosh, like, wouldn't that be amazing if those issues were my biggest problems right now. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be amazing if we had, like, the problems of a child? We took childhood for granted. That's what happened. We literally took childhood for granted because life sometimes is hard. And, like, this is one of the reasons why I'm here on the podcast talking to you about life and love and all these amazing, awesome things that are going on, but also sharing the journey because I went through so much in so many different seasons of my life and... I didn't hear anybody talking about their journey. Instead, I just saw a million smiling faces on Instagram and lots of awesome Facebook posts, but I didn't hear anybody talking about the nitty gritty, hard, crazy like life stuff. So that's one of the reasons why I'm here. You're going to get that here. So what's going on in my life? So much good stuff. Like I feel like I am the happiest that I have like been in so long. And it's like, And it's not because like external circumstances have changed drastically at all. It's because I got some things sorted out that were going on inside of me. And I felt like for a really long time, there was this huge disconnect between like what I felt like I should be doing in my brand and what I was actually doing. And there was a disconnect between like just misunderstandings of like how I was supposed to be using my giftings and then... I had um, different people in my life tell me that I should be doing this thing when I really didn't want to be doing this thing. And it just caused me a lot of like frustration and confusion. And like, even though I was still like busy running my business, like I have been running businesses since I was 10 years old. My first business, I kid you not, I was knitting beanie baby hats and scarves when I was 10 years old. And my grandmother uh Jima Ruth you've heard me talk about her before she's an amazing decorative artist and I always tell like Laylee I'm like you are fourth generation creative okay honey like it is it runs deep in our blood if if there is a scrap of paper a piece of lace and a hot glue gun we will straight up make an Oscar award-winning dress worthy wearing like hat okay like we're just those people that are like and my sister is the same way we just express our creativity in different you know outlets but give us a glue gun and a couple minutes I mean you could would be amazed at what I could make out of a piece of construction paper but my grandmother's decorative artist so she would do these um craft shows so when I was young I was getting myself I didn't know I was being prepared (laughs) didn't know I was being prepared to be an entrepreneur, but she would do these craft shows. And I, this is what happened. She would set up all of her thing and I would come with my mom to kind of help set up because I thought it was really cool that she was selling her art. And at the end of the craft shows, we would all go back to Jima's house and she would have this huge stack of cash because it was all cash back then. There was no square. There's no like smartphones. I'm sure she only still does cash with her craft shows. And she would buy us all pizza and I would watch her count her cash. (laughs) Like I'm sitting there at 10 years old going, yes, this is how I want to spend my life. Cash counting, pizza eating, like artistic expression of epicness. So I decided that I was going to start selling things. And at the time, Beanie Babies were like the thing. If you went into a Hallmark store and you were 10 and 12 years old, you knew what you were there for. T.Y. Beanie Babies was the jam. So I started knitting hats and scarves for these toys right around the time that this toy was the toy. And so I had all different colors and I remember like getting the yarn and 
Um, I just decided that I was going to sell them. I'd put like little like, you know, I'd hot glue little um, pom-poms at the end. And and I remember going to this one candy shop, which I haven't been back. I need to take my kids to this candy shop. There was this candy shop in town that was like a mom and pop type, like candy shop, like coffee, extraordinary place. And so my mom would take me in there. And I noticed that the the bags that they had to that they would put the candy in like jelly beans and stuff, they were the perfect size for my hats and scarves. And so I remember, you know, telling my mom, hey, I need something to put the hats and scarves in and these bags would be perfect. So I ended up buying the bags or she probably bought them for me. I probably still owe my mom like 20 bucks, but she bought me the bags and I would sell them and I made $500 in one summer. And I was like, this is what I'm made for. Like I am made to create and like give something to other people in exchange for certificates of appreciation in other words cash so that's when the entrepreneur spirit started in me and building a business from scratch over the last seven years eight years actually has taught me so much just about myself and I started growing my business when I was a single mom um, and, I've, and I've been tinkering around with business for a really, really long time. Like I've always been doing it. I just, I was never in a situation where I had to do it or it was like, it was, I never was in a situation where it was do or die. And when I became a single mom, it was like, okay, like you're either going to do this or like you're not. And there was a really long season, a very long, awful, terrible season of terribleness that I was working at this company that I really, really hated. Um, and I, they were just not like maximizing my gifts, partly because they changed the job like almost as soon as I started. So they hired me as an email marketing campaign creator for a company that worked exclusively with car dealerships, which prior to that point, like I liked cars. Like I, they, they were like, I liked that they were cool and like pretty like I liked you know Mercedes and the glitzy and the glam cars but I wasn't like into cars and I also was not into like mechanics and this company worked a lot with mechanics and so imagine for a second that you are a creative being that expresses your personality through things like design that is looks good and somebody asks you to create a design that's awful like I think I remember one of the worst designs I was asked to create for one of these mechanics or car deals I don't know we were kind of like with a company that was an in-between so I didn't speak exclusively to like the car mechanic but they had there was a go-between company and those people were really they were really kind and wonderful but I would get a request for a design and it went something like I would like to have a dinosaur riding, I would like to have a, a dinosaur, but it's being ridden by a clown throwing confetti with a huge buy now starburst with red stripes and also just for good measure, you know, just throw in something like way in the background, like 25 cars, like just real quick. And I would look at this as a creative um, and, and as a professional, uh, designer and I would just cry, just, just crying tears because it was so bad. Like there's no way that I could make that look good. And like at the time, you know, I had, I, you know, I went to college for de- design, I have a degree in design. And so having a request like that, that I knew there's no way to make that look good. And like they would want to send that to their entire email list and I would have to create this and then I would send it over to them and they they would say stuff like, no, we want it to pop more. And if you are um, in the advertising, if you worked ever in advertising, if you've ever worked with, you know, creating graphics for your own business that look good, you never want to hear the term pop more um, because that essentially just means make it look more um, terrible, like just lime, like hot colors everywhere. Just, so I would get these and it was just, it was hard. And not only was it really hard because the job was awful, but I was also driving my kids off to daycare, 
which I never, ever in my life planned on ever working. Like I was 12 years old and I decided, you know, I was an entrepreneur, of course, and I would always like tinker at home. But I was always like, I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. That's all that I want to do. And so I was driving my kids off to daycare, which felt the worst to me. So I was in the middle of the situation I never thought I would be in, like going through a divorce, driving my kids off at daycare, driving to a job that I hated. Because not only would I get terrible designs, but they also, halfway through, decided that instead of being a designer, you were going to be a professional proofreader. So I actually, um, I don't have a degree in proofreading at all. Like I, I, I don't have, um, the desire to, to do that job, but they, they changed the job. So it's just like such a bad situation. Like it was so, I was, it was so bad. So being in that situation really inspired me to like do something different. And, um, for a very long time, though, before I got inspired by a couple amazing people in my life who called me out and up and into my purpose, I I really thought that one day I would just kind of be successful. Like I, I was, you know, working at this job and I was trying to get my photography business off the ground and I was you know, working so much. Like I, would, I remember coming home and like putting the kids to bed, you know, after hanging out with them for a little bit. And putting them to bed and then just starting to work. And I would work until like one o'clock in the morning on my business. And then I would, you know, sleep for like five hours, it felt like, and then get them up and, you know, get everybody ready, drive off to the job, drop them off at daycare kind of thing. And it was just, I was so exhausted. I was so miserable. And it was so difficult because I really thought, well, one day I'll just like be a success. Like my plan was just, I'm just going to try and work so hard. I'm going to work my butt off trying to become something that wasn't working at all. Um, And I didn't get why it wasn't working. And, you know, at that time I was definitely running from God. So I remember, I remember being so angry with God during the season. Oh my gosh, I was so angry. And I remember various things, terrible things happening in my life. And I knew I knew he was trying to get my attention. I was so mad about it. Let me tell you this story. I've never shared this story like publicly at all. During that time of being like a single mom, I didn't have anything. Like I literally, like I left my situation with two kids, a couple suitcases, and I moved back into my parents' house. I, you know, got the job that I hated, you know, got some money saved up, ended up moving in with another um, community of people that were amazing. And then after I had enough money, I went and got my own place. So I had so much support. Like I I really did. There were definitely um, people in my life that were so incredibly supportive. And I just could not have done it without these people and there were a lot of people during that time in my life that definitely um abandoned me and they they were not supportive of me at all and then there were these amazing people that came alongside me so i i got my own place but in the middle of all that i really needed a car and so i ended up um borrowing money from a friend which um i wouldn't recommend doing that (laughs) at all i'm not even gonna go into that but I was really desperate, so I borrowed some money from a friend and um, a friend that I didn't know for very long. That's another story that I probably won't ever share on the podcast, but <laughs> maybe I will. Oh, I'm not going there today. I'm not going there today. I can't. Okay. So I borrowed money from a friend and um, I was looking for a vehicle. This is gonna turn. This is gonna turn into a life lesson for you so fast. So just listen, because it is going there. So I borrowed money from a friend and my, my dad is, was really supportive and helpful. He was trying to help me find a car and my dad, my dad's one of those guys that he was just raised that if you don't know how to do it, you need to learn. And so he actually learned auto mechanics. He's an engineer. So he was always like our go-to of like, dad, I don't know why my check engine lights on. Like, can you look at our car? He just knows so much about cars. So he was like a huge help to help me like look for a car. So we looked at a couple cars and, you know, he'd look underneath the hood and he would just like know immediately like, hey, this is not, this is not a good thing. You don't want to get this vehicle. Gosh, this is a story. I, I can't even, I can't believe I haven't told you this story before because there's so much in it. 
So we go and I find this car. It is periwinkle purple, which at the time I was like loving because I wanted to be a unicorn. Still do, but in a different, with a different color, with a different color preference. And this car had these amazing rims. Okay. These rims by themselves were worth more than what they were selling. Or that's what I thought. So I saw this car and the beautiful rims and um, I was like, dad, we got to go look at this car because all I could think about is me driving down the road in this periwinkle car with these beautiful shiny rims, right? And I was like, yes, this is the kind of life that I want to live. This is the, this is the level of extra that I want to have in my life. Granted, this was like eight years ago or no, it's longer than that. It was like, let's just say it was like 25 years ago to make me feel better. Um, it was a really long time ago. So I was like so immature back then. So I go to see the car and my dad looks underneath the hood and he's like, Hey, everything looks great. But it was like, it was dusk. So it was like getting darker. And so we're like, cool, I'll get the cash by tomorrow, whatever. I'll bring you cash. Cause the guy didn't want a check for whatever reason, my dad and I, decided that it wasn't going to be a good idea. Like we just, we didn't even drive the vehicle. We just looked underneath the hood. I was so distracted from my purpose because of these shiny rims that I was just like, this is it. This is amazing. This is what we're going to do. We didn't even drive the car. We came back the next day with my mom. My mom took me to get it. I, I gave him the cash. I get in the car. I drive for about seven minutes, and I kid you not, the car breaks down. Completely and totally breaks the heck down. And I was, I started like sobbing because I was just thinking, I just bought this car. I don't have any more money. I need a car. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like, maybe it's something really simple. So I had to leave the car and I don't know why we didn't go back to the guy because in Florida there's a lemon law where like you cannot sell someone a car like that. I don't know what we we're thinking. I really don't remember why we never like went back to this guy and was like, uh, heck no, I want my money back. I'm calling the police, right? Like, I don't know why we didn't do that. I have no idea now. Oh honey, I am a different woman now. I would have showed up there and I've been like, oh heck no. But like at that time, I was not the woman that I am now. So I kind of curled up in a ball and like, like ran back to my parents. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So my dad's like, all right, we'll get the car towed. And like, we'll take it to a mechanic. This car straight up had $1,000 worth of work that this needed. And my parents were so gracious to like pay the, for the work to be done. And then when the work got done, it still wasn't work. Like it was such a hot mess. And I just remember like, I remember I was like, God, I know you're trying to get my attention right now. And I'm so angry with you that I'm not even going to pay. Like he, and I don't believe that God as a good father causes terrible things to happen in our life. And he's just mean and awful. Like, I just don't believe that that's the heart of God. However, in the season that I was at in my life, he was definitely trying to say, um, Hey Jules, uh, you know how you're trying to do everything on your own. So that's not going to work. Uh, you're definitely going to need me. Because if you try and do this by yourself, everything's going to like break down. So I, I got the message. Um, and if that wasn't enough, <laughs> I can't even believe that this happened, you guys. I cannot even believe. So I, I had the car. My parents paid to do all this work to the car. And... Um, they ended up being so gracious and buying me a vehicle because they're like, you know, our daughter's a single mom. Like she needs to have a car that, you know, her and the kids are safe in. So they, they ended up buying me a car and that car that I had paid for, I was going to sell. And I was like, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm going to sell this car. Would you mind putting it out by your business? Cause of course my dad's an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur. And I'm telling you all this because I started this podcast saying, I am really happy right now. <laughs> and I've been through so much craziness, but I'm going to circle back around. I'm going to tell you some of the things that I've been doing that led me to this point in my business because 
where I was at at that point in my life, working a job that I hated, dropping my kids off at daycare, having all this craziness happen. There were things that I wasn't doing then that I'm doing now that led me to where I am now inside of my business, inside of my life. So I asked my parents, could they sell my car? Could they put the vehicle out on their property? Because they, they, my dad's also an entrepreneur. He owned his own uh, you know, brick and mortar business. So they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. So they were gonna sell, they sold the rims and they sold the car um, on their property. Well, they didn't, they didn't tell me that the car had sold. They were kind of keeping the cash. It was around the holidays. They're like, you know, after the holidays, we'll, you know, we'll give her the cash. So they had the cash on their dresser, and like, I didn't, you know, I didn't even ask them about it. It was just like holiday stuff going on, like whatever. The car will sell, whatever. I get a call from my sister. <laughs> And I always get calls from my sister when there's crazy stuff going on in my family. It's like watching a reality show. I've always said this. I'm like, my family legit needs to be a reality show. I cannot believe some of the stuff that happens. Sometimes when I get a call from my sister, she'll call me multiple times because she's not sure if like the call went through or whatever. And every time I see her name come up on my phone several times, I'm afraid it's going to be a call like what I'm about to tell you. She tells me that my parents' home has been broken into that my mom's um, like wedding ring, sentimental things have all been stolen. And also that my car had sold, the cash was on their dresser, and the cash had been stolen. <laughs> I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, how did this even happen? Like, oh my, it was, that's another that's a story for another time happened. Um, it actually ended up being some, like we knew the person that had, it was just, Oh my gosh, it was such a hot mess.com. But the cash of the car, the money that I had borrowed had been stolen. So then not only was that I buy a car that broke down seven minutes after I bought it, I borrowed money from the friend. I was going to pay them like pay the money back. The money was stolen. I would never see that money again. And I was just like, I can't believe it. So um, God got my attention during that time and <laughs> definitely um, shifted things in my life because at the time I was going through all this craziness and like I was trying to heal and all this stuff was going on. I like I didn't know what was on the other side of those moments and there was nothing that I was doing in my life just practically practically doing to help lead myself to like be okay life was just kind of happening to me and one thing that I've learned in working with entrepreneurs for the last eight years is that that is very common in most entrepreneurs life is like stuff is just kind of happening there's not really a structure a system there's not really any um there's not really any time or decisions being made to help the entrepreneur be okay because if you if you are taking risks in your life, the one thing you can be absolutely 10,000% sure of is like if you're going to take a risk in your life, in any area of your life, you're going to come across challenges and or obstacles and or things that could potentially put you in a hot mess situation like buying a car that has shiny sparkling rims um, and being completely distracted by them and not doing something very practical, like, I don't know, actually driving the vehicle. Okay, like that kind of stuff can happen. And so there were things that I just wasn't doing inside of my life to like take care of myself or like to vision cast or to do anything practically that would actually help move me forward. And I didn't even know what I what I could be doing. I didn't even know anything about like, goal setting or, you know, vision, ca- I just didn't know any of that. So fast forward, and I'll tell you the kind of the in-between of that hot mess job to kind of starting my business on another podcast. Cause I feel like that, that whole story, it's so like, um, so sacred to me. And it's, it's so like life-changing to me that I want to give myself space to tell the story in its entirety and in and, and, and yeah, it's just it's awesome the things that God did in my life. But 
In any case, I started building a business from nothing out of the back room of my parents' house with two kids as a single parent. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I told my kids this the other day because they still don't even like, they don't, they don't even know like what I do at all. <laughs> like they don't, they're like, mom, what is it that you do? Do you own your own business? Like they just, they don't know. And I think it's just because they don't see me working, which is a boundary that I set up. Um, and like if they're sick at home and I'll put on a movie for them, you know, they'll see me at the, at the computer tinkering around, but they don't, they don't know me as like, mom works all the time. Where's mom in our life? They just don't know because I just, it was really important to me early on that I wanted to build a business that put prioritized my family first. So my kids always got the best of me. They were not getting the, oh, please go in the other room at night. Like, oh, get out of here. You know, I'm trying to work. I only worked when they were sleeping and I really prioritized like my connection with God as well. And, um, you know, God led me through a ton of just stuff to get me to that point. But I, I didn't realize how much power that I had, that God had put in me. And I'm not talking about like, I'm powerful and I can do things without God. No, no, no. I'm talking about like, God gave us the power to make changes in our life. And for a really long time, like just growing up as a Christian and religious world like I was told that like God is in control we're kind of just a kind of a puppets in his master plan and what that did was it it took the power away from me because it's like oh well God's in control so God controls all these different things and I just I'm just showing up to kind of respond to what God throws at me when in actuality like we are like co-creators of our life And that means that we can actually take time to create the life that we actually want. And we can actually take time inside of our brands to get really clear about what it is that we're wanting to do, who it is that we're wanting to talk to, and what it is that we're wanting to build. And the one thing that I've I've come across a lot in working with entrepreneurs is that those couple things are just not something that they're clear on. A A lot of entrepreneurs they they're they are putting out fires all day long inside their businesses. They're just showing up to their space, responding to various things that are thrown at them. And instead of leading their day, leading their time, leading their mindsets, setting themselves up for success by investing into themselves first, by prioritizing their vision and their dreams, and also getting a really clear focus on what it, what they're doing and who they want to talk to. Uh, time and time and time again, when I sit down with women and I'm like, all right, let's take a look, let's peel back the curtain at what you're doing practically every single day. Um, it's very difficult to for them to kind of give me clear answers because they haven't sat down and figured out where am I even going? Like, what am I doing? Where am I going? So there's a couple key parts to to getting to a place where you're like, I feel fulfilled, satisfied, energized, and happy about where my life is. And the number one thing is you. Because if you're not investing into you, you are going to have struggle city for sure. And this this is this self-investment is something that looks very different for everybody. And it's one of the things that Andre and I talk a lot about is just like caring for your own soul. So like for me, going outside is something that really energizes my soul. Another thing is mountains. I absolutely love mountains. Like I feel when I see a mountain, there's something inside of my soul that just awakens. I know people feel that way about the beach and I live in Florida. And so people are like, they're planning their life vacations to come to place that I live at but the beach doesn't do it for me it really doesn't and like I wish it did because it's so convenient it's like right there but just like being outside and being in nature revives my soul and when when we are um, running in so many different directions as women we forget to prioritize our soul and a lot of times we are living in response to the messes that are in our homes, the messes that are in our relationships, the messes that are in just practically taking care of kids. Kids are messy. Like they are so messy. And I'm, I'm just going to be really honest. 
uh, kind of gross, but one of my children that I will not name left their container that they had asked for eggs for lunch. Um, sometimes they just get in a mood where they're like, I want to have eggs at lunch for school, which is great. We'll make them an egg sandwich. Like we'll make it the night before. No problem. But they had left that in my vehicle, uh, for a couple days. So I got in my car the other, this, this past week and I was like, why in the world does it smell like the worst thing in the history of the world right now? And I look in the back seat and there's a container that's closed, thank goodness, of eggs. Kids are messy and they, they do gross things sometimes like that. Like what? And we're, we're, we've gotten used to, as mothers, as nurturers, we're going around, we're taking care of everybody else. And somewhere along the lines, society has convinced us that if we're not serving other people, if we're not giving our all to other people, we're not, we're not good moms. And it's the, it's so, it's so opposite from the truth. And even like, you know, if you've been raised in, in a religious, you know, community, you've heard that, you know, serving others, like the greatest of these is the servant. And I a hundred percent believe that I feel that in my soul, like I was created to give to other people, but I can't give to other people what I don't have. I can't give a hundred percent of me to somebody else if I don't have it. And that happens all the time to so many different, so many different people in so many different situations. And it's like, we've been shamed for self-care. And then we wonder why in the world are there so many different people that are really struggling with their mental health? It's because they're being pulled in so many different directions. They don't know which way to go because they're now being pressured to be all things for all people. I talk about this all the time. You're going to hear this a lot for me because I want us all to just like get this. Like if you haven't sat down today and like took a look at your dreams, your goals, your pl- like you if you haven't connected to yourself today and like figured out where you are on the the, the emotional GPS map of life. What are you doing? Like, are you, are you spending time scrolling and looking at Facebook and Instagram because you want to see what everybody else is doing because it inspires you? There's nothing wrong with social media. I love social media. Social media should be a tool. But if it's going to take from you before you're giving to yourself, girl, you got to slow down and, like, sit down with yourself. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know how you can become what you're meant to be if you haven't taken time to invest into yourself first. You've got to come first. You've got to come. You've got to check in with yourself. So this morning, I took a walk with the dog. Um, we have this like we like live way down this really long street, and our neighborhood's kind of tucked back. Like you can't really you you can't really get to our neighborhood unless you're intentionally like going there, which is great because it's really quiet and it's really secluded. So I, I took this long you know walk this morning, and just breathing in the air and like looking at the things around me and just connecting to my heart of like gratitude like I'm so thankful for where I'm at and what's going on in my life and like my kids are healthy my husband's healthy like I just feel so incredibly grateful and I get to like start my day with God and with myself and oh so refreshing so that's the first the first step is reconnecting like to yourself and and just becoming extremely self-aware of what what are you doing and why are you doing it and and some of these mindless things it's 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 surprising to me every time that like I just I stop and I realize like oh my gosh like this is how I'm spending my time like my nights are spent like this and it's this isn't how this isn't what I want I get to show up inside of my own life and decide what I want to do I get to decide how I want to spend my time and there's some things I don't want to do, like laundry. I actually wrote down, I'm going to keep it so real. One of my goals in my life is to hire a housekeeper. That's one of my goals. And you know what? Every single day, I've got my little binder in front of me right now. And I'm looking at my goals every day of like my dreams. My dreams, actually. And um, I'm looking at my dreams saying, okay, I want. this is where I want to go. Like I want to get to a place where... I don't have to do that anymore and I can absolutely invite somebody in and I can give them certificates of appreciation and honor them for them helping, you know, for me, my house to not be a hot mess. Okay, that's something I want to do. So you've got to start with you. Like if you want to get to that place where you're like, I I feel energized and happy. And here's the thing. This is a journey. 
Nobody says this. I wish somebody at 20, 20 year old Julie, I wish, at, let's just go back 10 years, 22 year old Julie, I wish that they would have sat her down and said, honey, I know that you've got two kids and they're 18 months apart. And I know that things aren't going great right now in your life. And I know that you've been hurt in a lot of places. But I want to let you know, first of all, everything is going to be okay. And second of all, your life is a journey. You're going to have seasons where you reach happy and you're good and everything's good. And then you're going to have times where you feel frustrated and you're going to have days where like nothing's working out and you're going to have days where you feel burnt out. Like there's, there's not a time where we arrive, but the more that we're aware of these like little, little areas in our life that we can turn towards ourselves, turn towards God and say, Hey, we need to deal with some stuff. I'm going to counseling again today. And there's no shame in inviting other people into your space in your life. Okay, no shame. You need to take care of you. You are important. The second thing that just like unlocked me to me is figuring out really, I mean, wading through all the things that I thought that I should be and wanted to be and was doing and really, really, really getting clarity about why I'm showing up and who I want to show up for. And by showing up, I, I, mean, I mean putting myself in a position to be seen and found by people that God wants me to influence. Because I understand about my life and about what God has put in me that there's a reason why I am, I am the way that I am, that I love communication. That's like my, my superpower is communication. That's why I love photography. That's why I love design. That's why I love writing. That's why I love coaching other brands to communicate who they are on purpose. That's why all those things make sense. All these like little things I've done in my life, they all make sense because I love communication. And I, I realized that if that's my superpower, then I need to be living and breathing and showing up in that space. And, and that's all connected to my purpose. And I feel like in the last even just few months when I kind of let go, and I told you about this, like letting go of what I thought that I should do and showing up in my space and doing what I want to do, it is like, Oh my goodness, there's, there's been so much that I've gotten done practically. I've gotten more done in the last 30 days than I did in the entire 2018. Just because I reconnected myself, I sat down with myself and reconnected myself, recalibrated myself to purpose, and I recalibrated myself to, and connected myself with who I meant to, um, to help. And who I'm meant to serve. And all of that stuff synergizes with my personality and my soul. It is amazing when all that stuff gets into alignment. And what I, what's crazy is that I've been doing this for other people for such a long time. I've been sitting down and listening to women's stories. And I've been kind of like a mirror back to them. Like, oh, this is, oh, you just said this. Do you realize that what you just said connects to who you were when you were 10 years old and you were sitting there, you were looking at your your grandmother's photo album of wedding photography and you fell in love with those photos, but you were upset because there weren't enough of them. And you were upset because you didn't see enough of them smiling and dancing. So at 10 years old, there was something that was awakened in you that you wanted more and you never wanted somebody else to go through life without wedding photos that had more of them. Like that's actually one of my client's stories. And what's crazy is that we're so close to our stories. That's really hard for us to see. We need other people to listen to our stories of our life and say, Hey, by the way, did you realize that when you were 10, 12, 14, 16 years old, all of these things were happening in your life and they connect to who you are now. Your why, your purpose, your, your mission, your vision, the reason why you got up in the morning, the reason why you're showing up to your, your brand, the reason why you want to be a personal brand in the first place, the reason why you want to serve clients the way that you do, it's all connected. 
to your story. All of it is. And what's so hard is that we get so close to ourselves, it's very difficult for us to do this on our own. It really is. We really need somebody to coach us and guide us to do this. And it's interesting because like being a coach myself, I had to talk out this stuff with Andre. I had to hear myself talk about it. I had to, I had to use different resources to help lead me to a place, to help coach myself to a place where I connected all that to myself. So it's like I've been doing this so much for other people, but I didn't slow down long enough to like reconnect and recalibrate to myself. And then when I did, it was like a domino effect of impact and making movement. And, and I heard Tony Robbins once say that progress equals happiness. And I really, really believe that. And I believe that because I've seen that in my own life, like my temperament, my personality. I get so frustrated when I'm doing stuff and it's not... It doesn't, doesn't make any impact. It doesn't matter. The most frustrated thing that I have done in my like life, goals, whatever, is write a book that I can't share until it's done. Because what, what I want is I want, I want the book, I want the story to impact. I want it to matter. And so in those moments where I'd be writing my novel... And for those of you who haven't listened, I, I shared a little bit about this like when um, on the, the podcast. I can't remember what episode it is, but it's the one where I cry. Um, I wrote this, this novel, this story, and I, it's, it's a really deep, rich story. It is not a story that's just kind of like a story to be a story. It's one of those stories that has like deep, beautiful meaning to it because that's how I am and everything has to have a purpose. But it's this beautiful, like dense story where you like, you, you go to another world, but you're also, it's also like very rich with um, like great life lesson type stuff, but you don't really realize it. It's kind of like you have to, you have to be looking beyond the words to see the, like the good, the, the richness. So um, it's definitely like a, it's a Chronicles of Narnia, um, The Hobbit, and the shack kind of like story where it's just like, I don't know. It's, I love it. But in writing it the first time, it was very difficult because I get to these moments where, and I've learned this about myself. This is probably not all people, but when I was writing it and I couldn't share it, it felt really frustrating sometimes because I would, I would like, oh, I want to know, does this matter? Like, is this going to make an impact on someone's life? Like, I really want to share. And so I would share these little pieces with the kids and with Andre. And and I remember this one part I shared with him. And he just started crying. Like, he just, it was, it was, it, like, it, it awakened something in him. And he just started crying. And so I am, I'm in the middle of rewriting the book. And you can learn more about that on that other podcast. But I've learned that about myself that I don't, I don't want to just show up and it not matter. And I get very frustrated when that happens. And so by realizing that about myself, I now can create and innovate and, and, and do things with purpose that will make impact because that's what, that's what makes my soul excited. And I learned about myself that no matter where I'm at, and this is important to remember when you're when you're in discovery mode, when you're trying to figure out what's my purpose or refining your purpose. And guess what? These things change as you grow. Brands change as you grow. And I've, I have to say this before I go on to the other point. And uh, hopefully I won't forget what the other point was. <laughs> I've had so many women come to me who are wanting to adjust their brand. They're wanting to adjust like the kind of the face of their brand. And although I don't do that anymore, I will still say the same thing. If somebody says, hey, I want to do a revamp on my brand, like what do you think like from a coaching perspective? What I'll say is that I always say, first of all, what's changed? Has anything changed? Are you no longer booking? Is your ideal client changed? Has your mission vision changed? Because we have to look at why are you doing this? I want to know what your motivator is. If your motivator is scarcity, lack, fear, because you're not booking jobs, the last thing you need to do is a brand overhaul on your website. What you need to look at is your marketing. If you're wanting to change it because you've grown, that needs to happen because you're going to change. You're, you, you are going to grow. You're going to 
learn about yourself and your brand, your ideal client, you're gonna you're gonna constantly be growing because hello, it's a journey. So just know that if you're at a point in your life where you're like, oh, I'm thinking about like wanting to change my brand, it is very common and normal to do that, especially if it's been a few years. I had clients come to me that I rebranded them visually and they booked so much that their ideal client had changed. Their ideal client was actually booking at a higher price point. Their ideal client changed into a luxury client because they had booked out so much and they had they had there was so much growth from the visual of the brand and adjusting and communication of the brand that they needed a new website to be able to capture their different clientele who was a more luxury client. I had that happen with multiple clients. They grew so much from their one brand and that's the point, right? That's the point of a brand. So um, let's see, what was I talking about before? Oh my gosh, we were talking about like growing and changing. But here's the bottom line. If you are in a place in your brand, in your personal life, where you're not seeing momentum, you're not seeing... Um, you're not seeing the growth that you want. I would challenge you to look at how much time have you put into developing a plan and where your habits at with kind of getting that plan in motion and, and slowing yourself down. And I say slowing down, but really it's kind of like a rubber band. Like if you're going to pull back the rubber band to shoot it forward, you've got to stretch and kind of like not take a step back, but you got to slow down the hustle so that you can kind of get the vision in place. Like, where are you going? What do you want to accomplish? You got to be alone with your thoughts sometimes and kind of get that, you know, hashed out inside of you so that you can take steps forward that are actually going to assist you in where you want. You're going to assist you in your forward movement. So you've got to get clear on, you got to get clarity on your, not only your brand messaging, but also like who you are and what it is that, you want to do and you know being self-aware this stuff has transformed me internally and you know practically what that looks like for me is that I'm you know walking outside I'm you know taking time to like listen to motivational like inspirational type stuff and I'm sitting down with myself every morning at my kitchen table and I'm looking at my goals and I'm looking at um, you know where I'm going so that I can get refocused so that I can show up inside of my purpose with focus and with clarity because if you're not clear about what it is that you're about first of all it's going to confuse your ideal client and second of all you're going to go in a thousand different directions and I I'll never forget this this concept of like when you're building when you're building a building okay and you've got a hammer and you've got nails if you have 10 two by fours set up that you're hammering to each other if you have one nail in each of the boards and you hit one nail and then you run off and hit another nail and then you run off and hit another nail you're going to be less effective than if you sit at that one nail and you just hit it hard and you get that momentum and you get that you know energy from your own movement you're going to get that in so much faster than hitting it once and running off to something else and hitting something else. And that's what vision and focus and purpose help us do. And sometimes I've, I've, I've met um, you know, entrepreneurs that they believe that their purpose is one thing, but that's just what they thought it was. It actually wasn't that at all. It was something completely different. And when I talk about purpose, I'm talking about like the reason that you the reason that you get out of bed in the morning. Like what is it that really drives you? And is it consistent inside of your brand and your life? Oh, this is where I was going. I got it. I found it. I found it. Like it took me a minute, but I found it. In my own personal life, no matter where I go, no matter what I'm doing, no matter who I've been talking to, if I'm listening to a conversation and somebody starts talking about well, I really want to do this. I'm not sure. Like I, you know, I just kind of uh, the unsurety of their moment because that happens all the time in our journey. The one thing that I've always done inside of my relationships is I always encourage and I inspire that person towards um, them becoming the greatest version of themselves. I've 
always done that. It doesn't matter if I'm brand coaching. It doesn't matter if I'm mothering. It doesn't matter if I'm wine nighting and cocktails out with the girls. I am always drawn to encouraging and inspiring people to become. And that is what I am created to do. It, and, and, and like I didn't see it the way that I see it now. I was always doing it. I just couldn't say it the way that I'm, I'm saying it now. So in looking at the history of my business and looking at myself and looking at my natural gifts, like that is what I'm doing and that's what I'm made to do. And we all have that. We all have that thing that we're like, we are made to do. Our DNA supports it. Our personality supports it. Our soul supports it. Like we all have that. But not very many people are so connected to it that they get to wake up happy and energized by it. And that is the reason why I coach brands because I want I want you to be sitting at your kitchen table and just breathing in your coffee and feeling like, I can't wait. Like, I didn't want to stop work last night at seven o'clock when Andre got home. I didn't like, and he was out like taking care of his soul. You know, he was out on a walk too, which is amazing. Always encourage your spouse to do that. I didn't want to stop. And I was thinking like, it was like, I had to actually say, no, this is, I'm going to eat with my husband. I'm going to let myself relax because I wanted to keep going because I was so excited about what I was doing. And I work from nine to seven nonstop. And I was like, I don't want to stop. And I want every single entrepreneur woman to feel that energized, to feel that excited so that when it's Monday, they're excited to sit at their desk. And when, when school is over and they're with their kids, they're excited to be with their kids because they know that they're, they are living on purpose with purpose. It is, it is, it is so important to recognize yourself and to recognize your journey to honor yourself so if you're not in that place there's no shame if you're not in a place where you feel that there's no shame but this is your encouragement and hopefully your inspiration your motivation to say what are you going to do to get in that place where you're going to reconnect to yourself so that you can be showing up in all of areas of your life happy and not distracted so you don't go off and make crazy purchases like a car that's going to break down or you're not going to purchase this one thing that you think is going to like these one, you know, photo presets that they're going to, you know, solve all your business problems. And you're going to, you're going to buy, you know, a course based on scarcity because you're afraid you don't want to miss out. Like none of that stuff. Like when you understand your purpose, you can make wise choices for your purchases. Like you no longer are driven by somebody else saying, this is it. This is the one thing that you need. You now can make decisions off of, hey, this is what I really am going to need in my life. I trust the person that is selling this to me. I trust what they're saying. I, I trust them because I have a relationship with it because I understand them and I get their heart behind what it is they're creating instead of running off and feeling like you have all these things that you've invested into that aren't serving you. So I hope that you take some time today and tomorrow and the next day and every single day this week to reconnect to yourself, to start going on this journey. And if you've been on this journey before, you're like, I know my why, I've done this before, to reconnect to it and say, hey, is this really, like, is this really it? And also, um, not only is this really it, but does it need to change? Is it, is it really fueling you? Is it really serving what it is that you feel like you're born to do? Because let me tell you, when you get connected to that, it is like your possibilities are unlocked. Because once you get a vision for what you're made for, you can then see the opportunities that are for you and not take opportunities that are not meant for you at all, that are going to be huge time wasters. So, so much love. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to chat again and share more about my journey and my story. And I hope that this has encouraged you to connect to your purpose in an even greater, more profound way. Thank you again so much for listening. Love, love, love. Okay, I I love you. Okay, no, I'll talk to you later. Okay, all right, bye.